0: Just go to Indeed.com slash Hack It Out right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Hack It Out. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Lou and Greg, welcome back. Greg is live from Pebble Beach. Even This might date a little bit because when you listen to this, he might not be there anymore, but at the moment he's live at Pebble Beach. Are you in the lodge there, Greg, is that, are you in the lodges? (laughs) Yeah, you're funny.
2: That's great. Holiday Inn Express Lodge. Yeah. that's the funniest thing I've heard in a while. Yeah, $1,000 a night lodge. Yeah, I didn't sign up for that. You know what? I'm not on their points program, so I didn't think I should sign up to go there. I thought I'll just go to the Holiday Inn Express down the road for $150 a night. Um, But, yeah, loved it. I just just whipped out for the, I played the back nine this morning. It's Monday morning for me and, uh, um Yeah, it's cold and beautiful. So it was, uh, you know, what a lovely spot. So looking forward to a good week, hopefully.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And Lou, we're talking driver swing, iron swing tonight. Something that you obviously have got measurements on from your own uh, devices at home. But before we talk about any of those ideas, when you played back in the day as an everyday golfer, driver swing and iron swing, were you swinging like just one way, no measurements, forget anything that you know now, like back in the day? Or did you know that they were very different disciplines and you were trying to make them different disciplines, if that makes sense?
0: I had, back in the day, I really had no clue that they were different. Um, I just kind of went out there and hit it it as hard as I could. And and, um, regardless of what club I had in my hand, I, I didn't realize how much difference there was between Iron Driver Swing. But I'm so distracted right now because... Later this year, I will be staying in the lodge, by the way, Greg, oh, um, how awkward. Uh, because that's the only way someone like me can actually get on Pebble is you yeah, have you to, have stay, to on stay on the, the property, lodge, don't you? Yeah, uh, right. but I'll be playing, I'll, I'm going there in October and um, I'm very distracted that you're there right now and, and um, <laughs> I can't wait to go play, so I'm super excited. Yeah, um, you'll love uh, it. It's an amazing place, isn't it? In the
1: lodge, Greg. Gosh, it's all right for some, isn't it?
2: Well, I'm just, get you a know, Lou sitting on this little little white wine and a cigar, or red wine and a cigar. I can just see that happening. Yeah, sure. yeah. Absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Sitting on the veranda overlooking. It. Fantastic. You're going <laughs> to love Crunchy-
0: it, Lou. Yeah. Crunching some numbers. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah.
1: Figuring everything out. Um, Iron Swing, Driver Swing then. Let's get into the facts of it to kick us off. Um I just not too long, but I'm going to say so my iron swing on an average, I'm around four to six down with a medium iron. So that's angle of attack. My club is traveling down as I hit the ball with an iron and with a driver, I'm between two and six up subject to what I'm doing. So that means my driver is traveling up as it hits the ball. So huge differences in my delivery from a driver to an iron. Uh, Greg, I'm sure you know your delivery differences with a driver and an iron. You don't need to tell me exactly what they are. or You can. They're different, I guess, are they?
2: Yes, yes, ever, ever since we started being able to measure it. I think it's actually getting further and further apart than when I first started in the game. You know, when I first oh, started wow. with, with Wooden Woods and Ballada Balls, I think we used to set our even, – even with the driver, you never really wanted to hit up on it in those days. It, just, it would just spin too much. Uh, so the, I think we didn't have launch models, but I really felt like, you know, to keep it down and, no, and spinning a little bit less, I, you just went slower and you actually put the ball back inside the heel quite a bit as a ball position. Versus these days, we're getting further and further forward and hitting further and more and more up on it a lot of, in a lot of ways. So um, I think it's getting further and further apart in terms of driver swing to iron swing, the differences. It's specifically angle of attack yeah. um, because if you can maximize those numbers and, and, and generate launch through angle of attack – then you can then get that com- wonderful combination of lower spin rates and you know matching the speed of the club, and that kind of stuff. So I'm about I'm about six degrees difference. I'm I'm about two to four up on my driver and about four down on the. On the irons, four to yeah. five, yeah, mid iron, yeah, five or six iron or something
1: like that. So similar. And Lou, I know you've had periods of. <laughs> do we need wait, to wait, even talk wait about a your? Why up? are you giggling? <laughs> your are you giggling? <laughs> Lou used yeah. to have to tear off a of tee that was two for I because he was about twenty four up at it. Um, so what are you at the minute, Lou? With your difference between, say, delivery angle of attack, driver and iron.
0: Uh, drivers around six up somewhere in that range, five to six up yeah. and, and irons, uh, it depends on the iron. Um, I struggle to, to be down, um, with longer irons. Yeah. Uh, it, it's a struggle for me. It's a lot easier for me with shorter irons. And, and those are typically in the, you know, three to to six down, depending, uh, depending on how fat I, I hit. Um, <laughs> I, I think sometimes, um, but longer irons are are a struggle for me. Um, they're still a struggle. It's something I, I work on a, a lot. Um, it's interesting because my my the difference between the angle of attack with my driver and my irons is uh, still about the same as it used to be. Um, and as I shifted driver way down from where it used to be, you know, driver was eight to ten up. Sometimes more, depending on what I was trying to do. That's um, a I lot. Struggled for with, the listeners, yeah, it's it's a a lot lot. And I, I would struggle with irons where it would be challenging, even for on the shorter irons, for me to be, you know, uh, you know, more than one or two down. Wow. Um, and as as I shifted my driver you know, from, we'll call it nine up to five up. Yeah. My irons went from, you know, one down to five down. Yeah. So you know, they, they almost irons. went kind of together. So they, I, they, they both kind of moved together. And I, the thing that made the biggest difference for me, and I've talked about this before, was essentially hitting driver off the deck. Yeah. Um, and that made a, you know, you do that a handful of times and you just trick shot straight up top it. Um, and it bounces straight down into the ground and goes about eight feet in front of you. Um, you have to learn very quickly how to deliver the driver um, in a way that you're going to make any kind of contact with the ball. So that that was a huge... That, that's what completely transformed how I delivered with angle of attack.
1: So what Lou's saying now, which is great, Lou, I mean, you ha- are using that as a drill, basically, aren't you? So what he's yeah. saying is he's putting driver on the deck. If you imagine a deep driver ball on the floor, it's just going to hit the bottom of a club unless you change, well, loft delivery and certainly angle of attack will help you hit... Up the face, he, he's not playing that way. You're using that as a drill, in effect, Lou, wouldn't you, to try and change your angle of attack? Is that is that what? You
0: yeah, mean? I use yeah. it as a drill, and it, it it served a couple of purposes. One, and I stopped having to tee the ball up, you know, at, at the top of a pencil. Yeah, I was able to tee it down a lot, you know, a much more normal height. Yeah, so you know, every time I played with anybody new, and they saw me tee up a ball at some point during the round, I would you know bet. Bet you a hundred dollars that they would say, Man, you tee the ball really high. I've yeah, never yeah, seen anyone yeah. tee the ball that high. Yeah. Um and now nobody says it anymore because it's 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 normal. It's within the range of it's about the only thing normal about me right now is <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say to driver. Lose getting, <laughs> getting <laughs> closer and closer to normal every day. <laughs> Taking steps. <laughs> it's yeah, enjoy- one, one. <laughs> Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member (laughs) FDSE.
1: It's interesting you say that, though. I used to, when I used to have students coming in daily, I would see T's at either crazy low or crazy high heights. And I would say in my head, and sometimes the student, I would say to him, like, what do you know that I don't? Come on, show show me something that I can learn here. And 9.999 times out of 10, they couldn't show me anything apart from a bad shot, which was trying to be compensated for the fact they were teeing it in a position that allowed them to carry on delivering it where they wanted to deliver it. But at one I used to always think that was really interesting when I'd say to a student, do you think that's teed up quite high? And they would say, well, maybe a little bit. Well, what do you think? And I would say, well, if I hit that, I would hit the T and the ball would just drop down. Like, that's ridiculously high. So your T in position, if you do find you are outside of the norm, like Lou was saying there, that's a great trigger to go and have some lessons and go and see someone and try and help why you need that there. And the answer might be that you need it there. And that makes you functional and you keep playing that way. But for most golfers, there'll be there'll be answers in there. And that's the same with most golf swing ideas. Just, crazy strong grips, forward ball positions, back forward positions, hunched shoulders, any of these kind of big standout compensations, usually you you reverse engineer it back to an impact position of why it needs to be there. And for most people, taking it out can actually help them. Um, So
0: did you... So I'm the resident... You you go first, because I'll write these down. No, I was
1: going to ask the next question. So you're connected to this, I reckon. So what was your goal? What was your question going to be?
0: My question is about swing length.
1: Okay. Um, and go on. so
0: do you do, uh, Greg, I'm going to start with Greg. Mm-hmm. Um, do you intentionally swing uh, driver versus irons a different length or are you, are you, are you swinging it shorter with your, with your irons?
2: No, I, I do swing, the, do swing longer. Absolutely. And I've, but I've worked hard on that over the last couple of years. I wanted to generate, I generate power or more speed through length of motion. So how far the club moves um, uh, you know, think, think Bubba or Phil, I never get to those lengths, but that's the kind of feeling I have like a bigger hip turn and a bigger shoulder turn and the club moving further on the backswing. So I do not try to do that with my irons at all. My irons, I don't get my lead foot as far off the ground. Um, and it's a much shorter backswing, uh, based on that. I don't think my hips turn as much. Uh, they turn fine, but it's nowhere near as much as my driver. Um, my driver, I'm trying to hit it hard. Um, yeah. and, and so that requires me to move just, just differently. I also set up just slightly differently. Like I have, I was, I, I was hitting some mines fat today in my practice round. I hit two or three quite a bit behind the ball. I had too much spine angle, too much spine tilt. So I was leaning for right hander. I was just leaning like a little banana too much with my irons like i was trying to hit my driver up and yeah Yeah. that was kind of leaning away from the
1: target greg yes yes which Mm. is
2: wonderful you want to hit a high driver but it's not very good if you want to cover your iron and and get that descending blow with an iron so it just makes it a little more difficult so that's that's one of the tendencies i've sort of learned that i have that i have to keep an eye on that the changing between the two types
1: yeah, 100%. And it's a really good question, Lou, because it's one of my points here. You've kind of moved us on to what was going to be my last point, but it can easily be the second one, is intent. Intent. Basically, the intent with each club is so different, and as Greg has alluded to, there he's trying to his driver far. Where irons, if he's hitting a seven and he wants it to go further. Well, he's got a six probably, so he's got other options in there. Um, so he might have a six, so he might have a hybrid there. I don't know. Is that just my? Hey, is yeah, that just my? I'm bag? not taking any. I'm
2: not taking any cheek about my bag from someone who carries a chipper, a, right. chi- a chipper and I two set hybrids. <laughs>
0: Six-iron um, hybrid. You yeah, right, at, that's, yeah. Where I,
1: that's where I'm at. But basically, it's the intent. The intent with those clubs is is very different. And something I see with everyday golfers is they forget that the intent with those clubs is very different. And I see it even through the pitching. The amount of like average golfers who don't particularly take many lessons, they pitch like they hit a seven-iron. Uh, like pitching action is very different to how I would hit a full-blooded seven iron, which is way different to how I would hit a full-blooded driver. Yet their actions are almost all the same. They might swing their arms a little slower, but similar setups, similar kind of body turns and tilts, which Greg was talking about earlier. Um, And I just think, yeah, you know, your intent for each club isn't clear. And if it is, you're not going to achieve those intents with the way you're setting up or that you think you've got to move that club. Um, Is it something that you've worked on differently, Lou? Your intent with each club sounds like it has changed because obviously you've tried to have your driver have a very different angle of attack and then by luck your irons had a different angle of attack. Luck's the wrong word, but you know what I mean?
0: Um, Yeah, I think my intent has changed a lot. Um, uh, If you would have played with me you know, pre pre family. Yeah. Um I swung out of my shoes at everything. Yeah, yeah. I could imagine everything. Yeah. As hard as I possibly could. It's a common Not. problem
1: with everyday golfers.
0: Yeah. So I'd I'd step up With my, you know, my wedge was you know one fifty five, and I would just smash it as hard as I could. That must go into orbit. (laughs) I would tee it up high, hit it high.
1: Lou just wanted to spend all the time with his ball in the air over trees. I'm just, I swung as hard
0: as I could, and so there was a guy that I used to play with at uh, at a club, um, and I've tweeted this out, and and I should give him credit for it. Uh, his name was Tom Johnson, and he was a former D1 player, and he would just wax me every year in the club championship. He was a Really, really good player. Yeah. And we came up to a par three, and it was playing at 150, and I hit wedge, and I, it may have been a slight you know, breeze into us, and I just stood on a wedge and hit like a 30-yard <laughs> slinging hook with it to get it there. <laughs> and he stood up there with a seven iron and hit it to about, you know, eight feet, just nuzzled one up there. It was just Beautiful those yeah. little little fade, and and he said to me, walking off the tee, he he said, just because you can hit wedge one hundred and fifty doesn't mean you should. Yeah, I like that. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> and <just> so like- <laughs> that that became that honestly became like that summer. I started to I started to shift away from trying to hit everything as hard as I possibly could. And for for about a summer and a half, I be, that was when I played probably my best golf was about that summer and a half. Yeah, when I you know would instead of hitting wedge, I'd hit you know eight iron from one hundred and fifty. Yeah, you know a, a very normal swing, a very different. So, um, does that make sense? Yeah, I can you look, I can totally you that? see
1: you in wedges one five five. I can totally that? see. <laughs>
2: i just love it. Would you have would you have time to go get a drink? <laughs> like, it was, uh, yeah. That'll be Wait, down I in could, a minute, guys. Yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna go, yeah. go have a sip of water and come back and it lands. Yeah, and <laughs> when, like it's when up there forever.
0: And when you're when you're delivering a, a, a wedge that's you know, that's basically zeroed out or maybe one down or maybe even one up on yeah, team, yeah. and you're swinging that hard at it,
1: that's that going all
0: would go forever up in the air. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I can imagine. Moon what, shot. Yeah, Moonball. Um, what's the pattern that you see, Greg, with the pro and the AMs and that you teach and in the pro arms that you play? I would definitely say, as a generalisation from the students I see, is they've got a desire often to hit the club. They're not that good at having one more club and hitting less, say, in their iron play. I would mm. say lots of good players will play that shot almost as a stock favourite shot for lots of golfers. Obviously, you get ones who just want a top end, but... Um, I don't see that amongst the the rank and file, the normal everyday golfers having that skill. They kind of, if it's one fifty, they want it their one fifty club, and if they have a choice, they're going to go top end rather than bottom end. Would you would you see that or yeah,
2: dialing it yeah, dialing it down is actually harder for it seems because they feel like they're going to fat
1: it, don't they? They don't like not going yeah. fast. They're scared that yeah, they're yeah. just going to crash.
2: Yeah, yeah. They, 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 I, I'd say just in general. Um, I, I see, like you were saying earlier, I see a lot of lot of the amateurs just have zero changes slash variety to how they set up to hit shots. Yeah. It's it's just the same across the board in a lot of cases. And it is something that if you have the right intent, like you spoke of, you can change the way the ball is going to fly and the distance it will go without really just adjusting setups, you know, whether it yeah. be a wider stance like, you know. Once you learn those kind of things, you can start to take some really awesome steps towards, you know, developing new shots and new ball flights and things like that.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's something I used to work with students constantly. They would often want to go for the big swing changes. You know, they come for a lesson and they want that takeaway. They don't like the look of changing. And I would say to them, look, we can lower your scores by just giving you some more skills. Because working into this as well, I mean, how often do you uh, – we'll go you second, Greg, you first, Lou. How often do you hit a soft driver, Lou? Um, I Is that a shot you driver. recognize as in that term? And yeah, stuff? yeah, so
0: I, I have that shot now where I choke down a little bit. Yeah. And and um, when there's trouble on the left, and that's what I do. And I'm just trying to bunt it out there and keep it in play.
1: So will your soft um, driver and, cut
0: or does it still draw? You Cut um fade slice it fades. Yeah, yeah yeah yes, so it's moving it away
1: from the trouble on the left in effect is it yeah
0: and yeah 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 definitely and and it's it's it goes a lot shorter than it otherwise would yeah um but it's it's typically in play a whole lot more and, if I, I get really uncomfortable when there's trouble left yeah <laughs> and i get really uncomfortable with trouble left yeah and and so i just go to uh, i just go to this where uh, I think that's a big step for me. I used to struggle when I would have the ball teed up a mile high. Oh, you could. It was soft a struggle for me bit. for soft driving. Yeah,
1: of course it is. So
0: now mm. I can tee it down a little bit. Yeah. Um, and it's a much, much easier shot for me to hit now.
1: Yeah. And Greg, I'm sure you have a medium driver, softer driver, flat out one, do you? You have different elements on your T shot.
2: Yeah. I don't go at everything 100 mile oh, an hour yeah. um, or 100, 115 sometimes. Oh, um, <laughs> I know. It's dazzling. <laughs> um, I would say, uh, yeah, I have a, a second serve. So we've yeah, spoken like about that, that in the past. And yeah, tee it down and, and just hit like, a, again, I tee it down. I actually set up differently, a little narrower, um, weight more on the front foot, not totally on the – more like normally I'd be 60-40 back foot to front foot. This is probably 50-50, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and, it, and it just makes me feel like there's um, – I'm definitely going to hit kind of down on this ball and hit a low cut. So
1: basically, um, again, yeah. it's intent, isn't it? That's a reflection yeah. that you're – basically you're hitting a reflection of an iron swing.
2: Correct. So to hit that the driver, yeah. what
1: you're both doing is you're either making or reflecting – the principles of an iron swing and the principles of an iron swing generally are to hit the ball a precise distance and accurate because you're now hitting into a green which generally might not be as big as the trees on the left and the trees on the right like your tee shot is. So you change your intent to become the more accurate version Um, and, and that's something I wish and hope the people listen to is if you haven't got that shot and you're not quite sure what we're talking about something you've never practiced next time you go to the range Hit your flat out ones and then try and hit some 50 yards shorter, 40 yards shorter with your driver. Um it, it's a great skill to have. And lots of people, when I say this, will say so why would I not just hit my freewood? That goes 50 yards shorter. Well, you can if you're really good with it, but when I'm top out in if I'm top-ending my freewood, let's say it's around 50 yards shorter than my driver, A, I get a little bit drawy. I don't know about you, Greg. I get a little bit drawy yeah. if I top end my freewood. That scares me. Um and B, if I'm top-ending a little bit more variation in strike where if I go drive a big ahead and ease back off it, strike stays consistent. It, it's actually for me and lots of golfers, it's a better option. So the soft driver is definitely something that would help a lot of students. Do you know what kills the soft driver? There's something that's happened now that, because ki- I've got something that now makes the soft driver almost impossible. Uh, and I mean, so but I'll tell you what it is because I don't think you'll guess it. It's low spin drivers. I've got a low spin driver in my bag. Okay. Mm. So, and we got to a hole in Florida recently, and I needed a soft driver, and I couldn't hit it because if I hit that driver softer, the spin comes off, and it just it still bombs, it just like the thing runs and goes, so and then it just wouldn't really stay in the air as well because I'm like right on my limits of spin. um so I did actually have to hit a hard freewood, and I thought at that point, oh my God, this driver, which is going good distance and I'm loving it. It actually then started to take one
0: of my other skills
1: away, uh, which is always Wait, really you, interesting. You hear this guy, Greg? Even
0: when I throttle back, I still hit bombs. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> hey?
2: That's the it's, trouble, you know, uh-huh. though. When you've got guns <laughs> like this, it's the trouble. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, my two-favorite chicken wings there, right, those arms. I tell you, I, I think he's I think he's trying to psych me out for our yeah, driving Yeah, absolutely. You know, is what it is. I he's think he is. Oh, I'm still hitting bombs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: you he's trying to intimidate. I'll just hit soft ones
1: work. against you, Greg, and they'll still go further. <laughs> <laughs> so, basically, uh, if, I'm, if I'm spinning at 2,000 to 220, you know, 2,200 when I'm flat out if I don't go and hit a soft one that drops to 1.8 you take the speed away and have it spinning at 1,800 revs that thing just falls out the air so it doesn't fly mm. as far but the thing doesn't stop when it starts hitting the ground it is just like off um, but it was interesting and that's an interesting thing with any change in your swing which I always like to work with students with and it's the same in club design if you're looking at new clubs when you win at one end you need to make sure you don't take away from another end. And a great example of that is you get a student who comes with a wedge bounce that's X, Y, or Z. Hardly any bounce or loads of bounce because they, it's helping them in their hardest situations. So let's say they've got loads of bounce because they're rubbish out the bunkers and they dig, so they've got this club with loads of bounce. All great when they're in the bunkers. You then go and put them on a tight lie where they've got to go over something. That club doesn't work. And it's the same no. with swing changes and your iron swing and your driver swing. When you, you've got to find the balance between the two, you can't have them, they have to be different, but they can't be miles different. Otherwise what happens is one discipline's great, the other discipline starts getting worse and worse and worse, and the trouble with golf, it's a great test. It, it demands that all our disciplines are good over time is the problem, isn't it? Um, yep. So, Lou, what have you got for a, me?
0: I, I'm turning this into more you of want, a pod yeah, about me. Yeah, I'm trying off, to learn here yeah. uh, from both you experts. Um, so I'm going to admit this publicly. I've talked about it. <laughs> uh, so it's not going to be a surprise. Uh, I put a seven wood in the bag last year. Oh. And I, I, I did, a a wait, wait. did a video I a on that recently. Wait, wait. I on a nine wood sitting in my cart.
1: <laughs> oh, he's just let um, that out. He's just let that. Yeah. Snort. Hang on. I, I, what, what
0: was that? He's I'm got gonna, a nine a wood nine in his wood. car. It, it, I'm getting ready to pull the trigger If on a he nine gets stopped wood, get, by the police, I does he like say does right. they, they
1: say, can you pop the trunk? Does he go, No, I can't. I get, can't. Ri- get rid of my <laughs> get rid I of my. I feel like we're at one iron. of those meetings. I, I, I need my lawyer. Wood. I'm what not opening kind of a nine trunk.
2: wood. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm Luke. So I carry a nine and a seven wood,
0: I know. Hi, my name's Luke stack there and I I I carry a nine wood. <laughs> Max Homa just sealed the deal with a seven wood uh, at Torrey. Yeah, uh, makes sense. Yeah, so, so I'm thinking about putting a. Ni- I will put a nine wood. in the comes Place of my five iron. Yeah, five iron. hundred oh, yeah, percent. It's going to go hundred. So, what should I think about? Um, uh, swing wise. Yeah, I love it. Good uh, question. How are I guess how are five or seven woods and nine woods different? you know, then five irons and four irons, because that's kind of what it replaces for me.
1: Yeah, but this is the beauty of those clubs. So uh, the myth, I mean, I've even got a video on YouTube years ago before we were measuring where I said I hit my fairway wood slightly on the way up. I don't my angle of attack is down. It wasn't until we measured that we didn't know that. It felt It felt like I was sweeping it slightly on the way up, but it wasn't true at that time. Um, the beauty with, let's say, a nine-wood, Lou, is you can do what you want with it. That's the beauty of it. So if you just play it... You can it, do that with any club, yeah, though, right? Yeah. <laughs> but if you just play it as standard, you want to be playing it like mm, six iron, five iron, subject to the lofts on your club. So for you, I'm yeah. guessing that's going to be one or two or three down. Ball position slightly forward of middle... Not too much lean with your body, more you'll be more reflecting an iron swing. But you'll be able to take that lofted, you'll be able to not loft off. You'll be able to sweep that thing. You'll be able to level to one up if it was set up on like, you know, um a really nice little grassy lie, and you'd be able to pop that thing into orbit and get it to stop. That's the beauty with those clubs, is it's you have a standard play, and I would say it's more like a six or five iron, but you can do whatever you want with it. And that's what's so so great with it. A five iron, you you can't. Most golfers can't do what they want with a five iron. They're just desperate for that club to launch with modern irons. It's just launch. And if you think about the golf course, launch is constantly being ripped away from you in so many situations on the golf course. You get in the rough, it's being taken away from you. You get a slightly, not a great lie, it's just being taken away from you. Seven wood, nine woods just go, here's copious amounts of launch, you do what you want with it. Biggest skill. This is an interesting one, right, for golfers. Biggest skill with golfers that I see. Um, I think the RNA did a test on this. Is they can add, they can take loft off and hit a number. They struggle to add loft and hit a number. That was a harder skill for mm-hmm. most of the people they tested.
0: What were you going to say, Greg?
2: I was just going to say it. how how cool it'll be out of the rough.
0: Oh like, yeah, that, subject that's to the when, lie. Pop yeah, that thing up. That could up.
2: be. Yeah, that could be really cool for someone who generates your kind of numbers speed wise, Lou. You'll be able to power that through the rough and kill it.
0: And it's going awesome. to be my 240 club. So I told my buddy that, that uh, my, I'm putting a nine wood. In <laughs> like the his bag. lob wedge. That's his, yeah, his, that's his 225 his club. <laughs> his response to me putting a nine wood in the bag is he said, you're just, you're that much closer now to an 11 wood.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Steps have been
1: taken. There's no yeah. stopping it. There's no stopping Pre- it.
0: Pretty soon uh, I'll have head covers on more than half the clubs in my bag.
1: Well, would you see, I'm a, here's one then. We're slightly off piste here, but we're going to bring it back for everyone who wants to low down on irons, irons and driver swings. I, we will round it up. But um, I don't put head covers on my hybrids. Don't do it. And I wouldn't hit on a seven-wood or a nine-wood. No way. What? They dink. They, they become irons. Around? Yeah, I don't care. They become... The thing... Your, your fairway woods, apart from your three-wood, which is generally tea and a few fairway hits, they're like, you're going to be chipping out of stones with it. You do everything. You're not trying to keep it all precious. You're trying to play proper golf with it. Let it he get dinked He gets them
0: for up. free,
2: Lou.
1: Let it
0: get... He gets them for yeah, free. Yeah, and that's
1: because I, if there wasn't. And after a, a year, a, I bin them and get new ones. <laughs> I throw
0: them away. Yeah, I throw them away. He's like
2: David Graham. He changed his shirt every round. He changes hybrids. Give me another yeah. set.
0: Give me another set. Um, I, if, if, if it weren't for the, I would ha- I would have iron covers if it wasn't for the stigma. I, I, I can't get past that one because I don't want. I, I don't want to know you anymore, Great clubs. I don't want to I don't want to dinged up. <laughs> Them to be dinged up and ruined. I think I'm out. No, thanks. I think this is all my right, last ever
1: podcast ever. So, that no, sounds you're not. Good. I, sounds
0: good. <laughs> I'm gonna show up with a, a nine wood and iron covers next time we play <laughs> on every one of your fingers. Bring it all, I,
2: mean, I don't know why you're worried, mate. Get after it. I have covers. you ever seen
0: someone in uh with iron covers in uh pro am, Greg? A- Aaron, Rye, yeah. Yeah. Tour Aaron Rye, player, yeah, PGA has iron, covers. No, I mean, Two M, gloves I mean and iron, M. iron M.
1: covers.
2: Yeah. Good for uh, him. I, yeah, for and him. my neighbor actually my neighbor has a set of uh Apex irons which are the old Hogan Apex they were. They look they're 15 years old they look brand new. Iron yeah. covers. I had those. clubs. Like- they're beautiful. Beautiful covers. Yeah. yeah
1: that's maybe great. iron covers is the solution to the world's problems, well, Luke. Well, I want to I want no. to
0: have, so I have another question here. How do you, Greg, how do you think about um weight and, and stance difference between iron swing and driver swing? Especially oh, when you're doing like your setup work.
2: Yeah. So definitely with my driver, I'm like, uh, you know, instinctively I'm, I'm about 55 to 60% of my weights on my, my trail leg. Now that doesn't mean, you know, I'm sure Mark has, you know, cause he's got the ground pressure force, uh, catalyst, swing catalyst. So he would know exactly what his is. Um, that's what I feel like. I'm not actually, I haven't measured it to be honest, so I can't tell you exactly where it is. Um, and then, so I, I, I look like with the driver, like I'm trying to hit the ball high. That's kind of how I set up, um, leaning away from the target with the upper body and vastly different, um, with my iron. So if I had a seven iron in my hand, my weight's pretty much 50, 50 front to back. Um, and, and my shoulders are definitely more level that I'm not leaning like a little away from the target with those. Um, it just helps me get into that lead side and squash the ball and hit down on the ball. Um, I definitely changed though, because you, you know, basically I'm telling my body, this is what I'm, I'm trying to hit this high and I'm trying to hit this one on the down. I'm, I'm moving in different positions to do that.
0: Yeah. Your intent with your driver. Do you feel like you're, 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 I'm not going to probably describe this the right way, but do you feel like you're, you're holding your weight back, like hanging back with driver as you're swinging and with iron, are you trying to get everything forward when you're swinging? Probably not saying that the right way. Does that make Um, sense? Makes it, sense,
2: yeah. Yeah, it it feels like uh, it. All I can talk to it, speak of is what it feels like. It definitely yeah. feels like I'm way more behind the ball with my driver, okay. right? Um, with my weight, and then I with my eyes, I feel like I'm actually on top of the ball with my weight. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. That's what It'll most people
1: would sense. feel. That's what. They yes,
2: yes. So I'm talking about how I feel. I don't know what it measures like. Well, but it's interesting.
1: It like. It's because in, if you say, think about it, if you are. Feeling that mm. you're way behind the ball with your driver. Okay. Mm. Obviously, this is all going to get flipped around a bit. So you have to concentrate on this because Greg's a left-hander. Which foot are you pushing off to get behind the ball? You're not pushing off your trail, are you? To get back,
0: you've yeah. got to push off your push lead.
1: Off mm. It's yeah. so interesting. And think when you talk about the start of your swing, you've got to define when the start of the swing is. I start with a hundred percent pressure on my lead side with every club.
2: Yeah, so I, you're actually saying that. I funny reckon you, you do
1: because what happens is to get momentum going, it's the Kyle Berkshire. Everyone has a version of the Kyle Berkshire step, you know, like lead foot trail foot, lead foot trail foot, and he's doing it that way because he wants to smash it. So he's really increasing that because to go back. So for me, right, every tour player will tend to sway off the ball with every club. Hips will move an inch or so, like to the trail side. You got it. You're doing that from lead foot, meaning the pressures have to stack up on your lead foot for you to push. Think about pushing off as a goalkeeper to go right. I've got. a am not pushing off my right foot. I'm loading my lead foot up to push off the ground to go right. So yeah. your decision Stop. to go that way has happened before you've gone that way, which is where yes. the conversation gets messy with what you do and what we feel kind of idea. Yeah, it's and that's why I,
2: I can only speak to what I feel because yeah. I do know when I'm doing my long drive like practice, yeah. I do do what you're talking Big about. Steps. I rock into my lead foot and I push off that into my back foot. I just can't play like that, Yeah, right? So I feel kind of somewhat preloaded into that backside. That doesn't mean it's correct, Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean, or, or actually what happens. But that's to, just how I feel. to
1: get into that trail side – So if you want to start, you have Mm. to have gone, you have to have pushed off the lead to get there. So at what point you'll find if we measure you, this is what's so interesting with balance plates, is that you'll be, it's part of the process. To change anything on a balance plate, anything's the wrong term, but most things, you've got to look way before the event that you're trying to change. It's so interesting how much what Mm. we do, again, back to intent, it is going to affect what actually we physically see the resulting force, basically, or movement. Those kind of ideas.
0: So look, I, when, when, when I'm playing, I, I mostly feel slailing bits. <laughs> is what I mostly feel.
2: Are <laughs> laundry in washing machine? Yeah, I mean, I mean,
0: it feels all over the place. Yeah, you never know what's happening.
1: Yeah. So let's just round this up then quickly for everyone who's listening for the golden ticket for iron free driver swing. Um they they need to be different in for most people. They they're different disciplines, so for most people they need to be different. Um just one quick what point I want to make actually before we do give the golden goose ticket. Um what was the average angle of attack on tour? Did t- Taylor May did a study? Do you remember what the angle with a driver, average angle of attack? Have you seen those studies? With a driver was I know, it up or down. I know down? it's changed
0: significantly. A great it point, on what year. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. That's the point because everyone used to always bark on. Oh, average driver. We're on tour. They're in one down. It used to be published. Yeah, well, that was published when Trapman literally first hit tour ranges. Mm-hmm. I'll be shocked if they're down anymore because everyone's basically changed their intent, which is to try and get past Rory and DJ and whoever they're playing against. Which is just an interesting point. Um. The um, So ball position, I'm going to change my ball position from a driver to a me- medium iron as a general rule. Uh, I guess you yes. guys are doing the same?
2: Yes, absolutely. Ball more
1: forward with a driver <laughs> and then more in the medium, uh, more towards the middle with a medium iron. Good way of thinking about this, I think about my playing field of ball position. So my playing field with ball position is somewhere between the lead big toe and two inches inside my lead heel. I can hit a driver from any of those positions. It'll go higher, it might shape different, it might go lower, but I'll have a stop position and then I'll play from what I call within that playing field. An iron, a medium iron, I can play it anywhere from my back foot to my lead big toe. The playing field is way bigger because I've got loft. I can hit low ones, high ones, medium ones, but I'll have a medium which is somewhere more towards the middle with a medium iron and then that's the
0: other thing that's changed significantly for me ball position especially with irons yeah um i used to play it so far back in my stance yes um, to try to overcome the fact that i was delivering it you know one down or zeroed out so i would push it like almost off my right foot for short and medium irons yeah because if i didn't i could you know, I could very easily put, uh, you know, put, put put. I could belly the thing um, yeah. and hit it really, really thin. Yeah. And or all, all sorts of other bad things could happen. Yeah,
1: and also that left trouble would be shouting at you if it wasn't back
0: there, I reckon, with your old oh,
1: action. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, <laughs> that ball position is that shape as yeah. well, Lou.
0: As I changed that delivery, I was able to now again – you know, be it's one step closer to normal, Greg. Aww. I have a normal ball position. Ah, <laughs> it. it's getting
1: closer. <laughs> That's two steps, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and then the other thing that Greg has pointed out: these are just your basics. Go and get a lesson and get them confirmed. So we're going to say ball position, width um, uh, for stance changes. I get way wider with a driver. I'm trying to smash it generally, so the wider I get, it allows me to make some bigger actions, bigger turns. I always think from a like a. 20-yard chip shot to a drive, very different disciplines. I'm going to have quite a different width for stance as a general rule. And then, as Luke, Greg said earlier, the tilt in my body will slightly change. As the ball pushes forward, I'll tend to tilt with my upper body further away from the target, whereas if I am more in the middle of my stance, I'll tend to feel like I'm stood more on top of it. There's some basic fundamentals of how you might change your delivery, but again, there's so many variations to those rules, which is why a one-to-one lesson can't be... Uh, substituted, basically. Um, I swing, driver swing. If you're out there thinking they're the same, they're not boys, are they? They're different.
2: Uh, no, no. It's uh, some very large differences, in fact, and uh, yes, it depends on what your intent is.
1: Yeah, I like that. I like that. So, Lou, well, I'm glad you've changed at last, Lou.
0: I'm changing.
1: Two making steps. Making big strides m- two every day. Two steps back towards normal. How many <laughs> steps is there in the journey? Is it like the... Is it- <laughs>
0: more than two more than two we'll just say that yeah, there more to go.
1: go thanks for listening everybody Hack It Out Golf Podcast there you go if you're liking the podcast definitely leave us a like uh, give us a follow as well so you don't miss out on the next great podcast